All right, what's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome. Welcome to the Taz Show. Yes, I am Taz, and I'm your esteemed host here for this particular podcast. Uh, Thank you for downloading this episode uh, on Radio.com or maybe Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or there's apparently a bunch of other podcast platforms people listen um, to podcasting. You know, I'm, I'm not too familiar with that, but... Even though I'm a podcast guru, I'm well over 700 episodes. You would think I would know every single thing about podcasting. I really don't, but I do know every single thing about everything else in the world. But anyways, I'm going to talk a little AEW Dark. I'm going to give you a little reaction to what we saw on the YouTubes yesterday. Quick chatter on the NWA Jones. We saw some NWA. They debuted on their YouTube thing. So quick talk on that. Also, got a little guest later on coming up. Mikey B, Mikey B producer of the radio show that I co-host on CBS Sports Radio. I want to promote Mikey B's podcast. That's about, I don't know how many episodes he's in, 10 or 12 episodes. He's new B. Jones. And Mike's a good man, a good dude, very entertaining, very funny guy. And he actually, he does a podcast that a lot of you guys will really dig, even if you're not into basketball, because truth be told, he don't really talk about a lot of basketball on this friggin' thing. It's a pretty funny deal. It's not about wrestling. It's not about sports. It's just funny. He's a funny guy, and he has some funny people on. And I want to help promote it. So we're going to talk to Mike a little bit. So you guys will dig that. Uh, what else? We got a little, 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 little bit of stuff going on before we talk about AEW Dark and the wrestling stuff. Uh, as you guys know, a couple T-shirts. Uh, yeah, new two T-shirts have dropped. As you know, the H2O Jones shirt <laughs> is available on ProWrestlingTees.com slash T-A-Z. Okay? And there's a new shirt on there, the new Survive If I Let You shirt, which they should have labeled Survive If I Let You Baseball. The reason why baseball's in there, had the idea, it's kind of, you know, it's it's postseason MLB Baseball Jones time. So I, you know, I, I put together an idea or concept on a, just the word survive with a like a tail, like a baseball writing. That's why it's called baseball. And it says, if I let you in that tail with a 13, it's pretty badass. Give it a look. Um, check it out. People, you people seem to like it. So there's two new shirts available right now, uh, and a plethora of sizes. That's the thing I haven't talked about a lot real quick with pro wrestling tees. When you go, uh, to the Taz site there, the Taz side of things. And there's so many shirts. There's the original human suplex machine shirt. There's old Tasmaniac shirts, uh, path of rage shirts, survive for light shirts, bump card shirt, the jobber phase FTW. There's a bunch running the game. All of these shirts available, and the sizes, there's a vast array, array of sizes on the shirts and the style shirt you want to put it on from you know, a basic T-shirt or a long-sleeve T-shirt, or uh, there's youth shirts there for, for kids, or maybe if you're a small man. Um, so, And there's also the sizes go from size small to, I think, 5X. I mean, so that's a pretty massive shirt you know, for some of you bigger folks. And no knock, I don't shame anyone. I think it's great. So you got a lot of options there, and there's a four dollars and seventy five cents upcharge on a five X 
and a $4.50 upcharge on a 4X, a $3.75 upcharge on a 3X, and a $3.50 upcharge on a 2X. My point in going through the litany of those upcharges, that's normal for anybody who wears anything above a 2X. You know that because you might be a little thicker, bigger, or heavier, they bang you on more money everywhere. Anywhere you go, it's just the way it goes. It, it's You have to be wealthy to be heavy. That's how this goes. You'll be big and thick. Uh, I kid. So I'm saying for a, four, a 5X shirt, though, a $4.75 upcharge, that's not bad. That's what I'm telling you. That's not bad at all. So uh, anyway, I love all you guys. No matter if you wear small, medium, large, extra large, triple uh, X, 5X, I don't give a fuck. Just buy the shirt, okay? That's all that really matters. I don't give a shit. So the Survive Violet shirt, Baseball Jones, you'll see it with the 13 on it. It's legit along with the H2O Jones, your water break shirt. Those are the two newest ones on there. Go grab them, okay? It's going to be a limited time possibly on these. This is what I've been told by some of my people. All right, so um, la, 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 la. I talked about Mikey B coming on. I'm going to talk about the uh, AW Doc. I'm going to get into just a quick chatter on the NWA. But first, I want to let you guys know, you know, it's the NFL season right now. And every Sunday, watch your local CBS games live with CBS All Access. Catch games at home or on the go across all your favorite devices. Go to cbs.com slash Taz Show, T-A-Z-S-H-O-W, to get a free one-week trial of CBS All Access. Guys, no joke, like, you know, CBS All Access, like the the actual the gimmick, you know, the account that, you know, whatever, the service you would get, and and you're going to get, like I said, you're going to get a one-week one trial uh, freebie Jones on this using Taz Show with one Z. It's great. I've had this for a while. And, uh, you know, you guys know I love Big Brother, which is on CBS. And my wife and I, we use this to watch After Dark Jones, uh, you know, the, when Big Brother was still on now, the season ended. But I'm telling you right now, jump on it. It's really good. Again, uh, it's, you can catch games at home or on the go across all your favorite devices. Just go to CBS.com slash Taz Show to get a free one-week trial of CBS All Access. So don't miss out on that. It's uh, it's good stuff, as they say. Okay, so let's talk to YouTubes and wrestling, okay? So it's pretty badass, I got to be honest. So yesterday, last night, I was fixing to get ready. You know, I'm re- I'm, I'm fired up. I'm like, I'm going to check out AEW Doc. They're going to have their premiere, premiere episodes. This was, this was last night on, on um, you know, on Tuesday. And I'm like, oh, I'm dying to check this out. And, you know, I know AEW's done a good go- job promoting it. And I, I remember the N- NWA was going to have their deal on. I think I think it's on an hour before live on YouTube. Well, they roll it live on YouTube, I should say. Um, but, you know, I didn't I haven't really followed much what's going on, like Billy Corgan and Dave Lagana, Billy Corgan owning outright NWA. I, I know the whole history and how that all went down. And he obviously is an avid wrestling fan, which that's all great. I don't know him. You know, I know of him. I think he knows of me, and, and that's great. You know, I respect him as a musician, what he's done, and his passion as a wrestling fan and someone investing money in wrestling. So I do respect that. But I will say, um, very cool concept here. They, they, they did something that I've been hoping to see for a long time, studio wrestling. And I know it's gone on a little bit here and there, but they're doing it in a pretty, pretty powerful way with their YouTube page. And... For anybody who's watched the old NWA um, back in the day, uh, you know, down on Techwood Drive there in Atlanta, you know, in the studio, you watch this and they really just copied the whole studio. They like just redid the whole thing. 
it's pretty wicked. It feels like you go back in time. And there's some good talent there. You have some real, you know, talented wrestlers there. Nick Aldis, as you know, is the NWA champion. I, I respect him. And uh, you see Magnus and TNA and Tim Storms, the former NWA champ. He's there. Um, you know, they, they have a lot of a lot of talented guys and girls there. Um, but anyway, so I was checking it out, and I'll tell you, it was it was I I didn't watch the whole thing. I didn't have time. I was I wanted to lock in for AW Dark for sure, but I had some stuff to take care of beforehand. I did catch a little bit of it, and it was pretty cool. Um, and it's funny while that was getting ready to wrap up the NWA deal, I went on the um, AEW the All Elite uh, um, what do you call it, YouTube page. I go on there and. I, I knew I already subscribed to it, and I, I when I subscribed, I don't remember how many shit. They might have had AW's YouTube page might have had about 300,000 subscribers, which is a lot. And they're up to now, like, I think it's like 460,000 and change. I'm like, wow, this thing just grew, like, in a couple of weeks. And as I'm getting ready for 7 p.m. Eastern to come around for this thing to air, you know, for Doc to air, I'm like, Look at all these people in the chat gimmick. I it was so many people chatting so fast. I couldn't even read. I couldn't say any. Like you couldn't. I, I mean, you could put your mouse on it or your, whatever and slow it down. But the amount of comments before the thing even aired was phenomenal. And I have to tell you, they had over ten thousand people. Ten thousand people logged into the page fixing to watch episode one of AEW Doc before it even started. It was, a, and then I go over to the uh, NWA page, and I can't recall. I don't know how many people were watching at the time. There was a good amount, uh, and I'm like, "How great is this? Just for wrestling in general, for professional wrestling, that for fans, uh, for wrestlers, there's just." Not just outlets, but just for you could just watch wrestling every day. I mean, new content every day from all the programming AEW is now offering, and WWE obviously offers, and TNA Impact's going to offer, and obviously with with NWA here, which I'm talking about, um, it's just it's it's great if you are really if you love the business and a fan of it, you know it's great. And and I'm like, this is great. It's on a it's on a freaking whatever, a Tuesday night, and it's like dinner time on the East Coast or just after dinner, and there are people watching the NWA, and there's over 10,000 people waiting to watch AEW Dark. I'm like, this is sick. <laughs> so I'm just saying, as a former wrestler and as a, a guy who's been in the business a lot of years, you know, close to 30 years, and as a former professional wrestling commentator for a long time, I am proud of that, of this moment in time, of this boom of the wrestling business. It's beautiful, man. It's really, really good. And I'm happy. I think just everyone could flourish. The talent could all flourish. That's that's the key for everybody to make money. You know, I listen, I worked for, you know, I worked for WWE for a long time, as you guys know, just, just about 10 years. And the thing is, I, you know, I was there the bulk of my time when it was a monopoly. And, uh, you know, it was tough to, 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 you know, renegotiate your contract and yeah, you have no kind of bargaining, you know, leverage at all. And then leverage is not a bad word. It's a business word. And you, you just had none. And WWE, you know, they didn't, they passively aggressive took advantage of that. And I, I understood that it's just good business on their part for all those years. And that's done now. 
I mean, that 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 monopoly's gonski. You know, and I, I'm just saying because there's a lot of places people can apply their trade and you don't have to go to WWE and a lot of these places I, I left out MLW when I listed all the places that you could watch wrestling too. I forgot about MLW. So uh, there's so many places for talent to go, men and women or referees or announcers to go and work and, and get their craft out there and do their thing from no particular order, from AWA to, to MLW to WWE to, you know, uh, to, like I said, Impact, to, to I think I said NWA already, MLW. I mean, you know, it's just, it's great. It's great. And I just, for me, it's mind-boggling. I never thought, I don't know if I ever said this in the recent past, but I never thought in my lifetime that I would see a company um, basically come up with enough revenue to and I don't like to use the word compete. You know that with WWE. Not that it's a dirty word. It's just I, I think AEW's doing their own thing. Um, just to be on that level of paying talent good money that they, you know, they could say uh, if a talent wants to leave WWE and WWE's like, no, we're going to pay you 100 bucks a month. Obviously, that's a bullshit number. I'm just giving you a round number. And the talent's like, well, I would like 105 a month. No. $100 a month, take it or leave it. Well, for so many years, you had to take it. Because <laughs> when they said take it or leave it, they were leaving you. Now you can go right across the street or, you know, or down the road <laughs> and, and head down to Jacksonville and have a conversation with the store down in Jacksonville and say, well, um, you know, I, I'd like to try and, and, and apply my craft here. I've been with WWE for X amount of years. Um, you know, you don't have to use that number, that $100 a month, again, bullshit number, to, to use as leverage, but at least you have a bargaining chip where you can go down the road to the other store to see if they're selling, you know, that shirt uh, for a cheaper price, you know, in the case of you making more money. I think you guys get my drift. Anyway, it's just it's just a good thing all the way around. Now, let me just get to it. So, um, so AEW Doc, I'm trying to remember now why I was watching it live. And it's hard to say it was live because it wasn't live, but I'm watching it. So it's the first time it, it airs, you know, so I guess you could say live. Um, even though the action wasn't live and Tony Schiavone in the studio wasn't live. Um, I loved it. I love the matches. I love the young talent they have. And I love um, this platform of AEW Doc because, listen, it's taking the talent okay that they didn't get on um dynamite and getting them on on their social platforms and getting them out to the live audience now we've seen you know a lot of companies do a similar format it's not i don't want to sit here and saying it's reinventing the wheel and there's nothing wrong with that i love the name i have to tell you i love the name dark because they're dark matches now some people may think a dark match is so, like, when I was younger and if I was getting a tryout with WWE, okay, it was a dark match. So, that's a dark match. That's true. Okay, when a guy comes in or a girl comes in that doesn't work for the company on the contract and they try the person out, that's a dark match. But I've also, while in the contract of WWE, I've also wrestled in dark matches. You know, I remember when, uh, I'm trying to remember a match, uh might have been a tag match with me and Spike Dudley, and they had Spike and I work with Batista and Brock Lesnar, 
two giant guys against two, you know, not giant guys. But we, I think we were the champs at the time, and they just wanted to – these guys were not on TV yet. These guys were not really – you know, they weren't pushed. They weren't on TV, meeting Batista and Brock. And we worked with them in a dark match. All four of us were under contract. It's still a dark match. So that's why I like the name AEW Dark. It sounds cool. You know, and it's easy to come up with a cool concept on a graphic or a logo for it, and which I, I like what they did. It's clean. It's very clean and stuff. Um, but I, I love the concept. It works. Um, we've seen it. We've seen it in a, a lot of wrestling companies utilizing their talent, let the talent work in front of the people in the house, and we're getting it out there for programming, and it's just good, builds our brand, builds our talent. So it's a win-win for everybody, and especially for the fans to see this. Like I said, the matches that were on there, uh, Darby Allen, okay, he worked with Seema. Let me tell you something. Like, I, I'm a big mark for this kid, Darby Allen. Young, not a huge guy, super athletic, super quick. Um, uh, you know, going against a, a Japanese veteran who's legit in the ring. But I'm telling you right now, like, he just, he, this kid exemplifies, you know, what I hate calling him kid, but he, he's you know, a lot younger than me. So, Darby Allen exemplifies a lot what AEW style is and, and that exuberance and that youth. I love it. Um, I, I, I enjoyed his match. Uh, he finally hit his, his finish, you know, and I think Excalibur did a good job explaining um, that the uh, that he hasn't hit this, his finish yet in AEW, and he's tried. And, he, you know, that's good storytelling by Excalibur. So he did a good job there on that. Um, yeah, he's he's a he's a unique guy, uh, Darby Allen, a unique a unique athlete with a, an interesting backstory, which it's deep. You know, it's I believe it when he was five or six years old, he was in a uh, a, a fatal car accident. His uncle picked him up, and they were going on a trip someplace. Him and his uncle, and his uncle was driving under the influence. He was he was drunk, and the car they crashed the car, and his uncle passed. And he survived, meaning Darby Allen. So it's kind of like he's witnessed this and experienced this at such a young age. And it's a story that that I think it's, it's going to stay with him. And that's kind of helps let you understand him, his skateboard background, his skateboarding background, I should say. Um, a very interesting athlete, paints half his face. You know, one's like a skull, uh, like a skeleton type face. And the other side is just his skin. And it's more or less like half of him is dead type thing. It's pretty, it's pretty deep stuff. It's a little dark, you know, no pun intended. He was on dark, but you know what? It's like, this is, you know, it, it, it's different and I like it. And when I saw him hit that coffin drop, his finish, I'm like, nice. We finally hit it. It was great. It was great. So um, good stuff right there. Excuse me. Dobby Allen. Um, hybrid two and Lucha Bros versus Private Party and Best Friends. So this is an eight man tag. So four and four, yo, I'm telling you right now, just sit down and watch this match. Understand <laughs> this is a lot of high spots and insane athleticism and shit that I have never done in my career. I mean, they took high flying and, and all these adjectives and these cliches of, you know, the dangers of high flying and wrestling. And, and these cats, all four, just they did their thing and they were soaring through the air doing some crazy spots and you know what i love it man i love it it's energized it's cool stuff um you know trent and and chuck taylor best friends they are over you know right in the middle of the match they just kind of hug for a quick hug and embrace the place pops 
you know, the audience that was there in D.C., uh, they were down with everything. They knew all the stories. You know, um, um, it, it just it just works. Private Party, two cats from Brooklyn, two young guys from Brooklyn that are just super athletic and insanely talented. Um, and Hybrid 2, Jack Evans, who is just, you know, the stuff he does physically is crazy. And Angelico, who I've talked about a long time ago here in the Taz show when he was in Lucha Underground, just tremendous tag team. And uh, my man Orange Cassidy came out with them. So talk about a cat a cat who's over. Orange Cassidy is over like Rover, okay? <laughs> this fucking guy is just something with the hands in the pocket. I love him. I, tell you, I know a lot of guys from my generation don't appreciate some of these younger talents and what they do and their energy and their athleticism. I do. I've always respected, uh, and Lucha Bros, by the way, no knock on them. I love them, do. I love them big time. But my thing is, that's why I love this match. I mean, I, 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 I'm not one of these guys that's, you know, that's that had his prime. And well, let me rephrase that. I am one of these guys who had his prime in the mid '90s, all the way into the into the early 2000s or whatever. I had that was my chunk of prime, the Attitude Era. You know, I'm an Attitude Era guy, I guess, if you want to put a label on me. I'm an ECW original guy. Okay, I'm I'm that too. But you have to understand, my years in WWE segueing to the announce booth turned me more into a progressive younger thinker as I kept evolving as an announcer and got out of that other mindset. Listen, I love a catch-style wrestling match more than the next guy. I, I love you, – give me two guys in a gi that are going to go. Uh, one guy, you know, one guy's a judoka. The other guy – is a, a, a you know a, a jujitsu athlete and and they're gonna grapple. I'm down. I'll watch this shit all day. I'll watch I'll watch two you know two big division one collegiate wrestling programs, a Big Ten program where you know whatever Indiana is wrestling in a dual meet against Iowa. I'll sit down and watch that motherfucker all day. I love that. But don't get me wrong, pro wrestling. Okay, I love all styles of pro wrestling, and if that makes guys of my age. Whatever, I don't want to say they're mad at me. That's a little stupid. If that makes them look different than me, I don't care because the business is about creativity. Pro wrestling is about creativity. Pro wrestling is about being innovative. Pro wrestling is about evolving and the evolution of the athlete, the male or female that's in the ring. That's what the business is, that creativity, your creative juices. And it, it for so many years back in the day, it was about who was more jacked who had more veins on their pecs and, and across their bicep with abs. They were 270 and 6'4". Those were the guys who were the stars. Those days are gone. And I'll tell you, as an undersized professional wrestler or former wrestler and a former, you know, I'm happy those days are gone. You know what? It, it, let, let's, let's cherish how the talent of a guy or girl in the ring. And I'm not, I'm not knocking anyone who's big. Luchasaurus is a big cat in AEW. He's a tremendous athlete. This guy throws some great kicks. He's fun to watch work. He's big as heck. His physique is, he, you know, he looks like a throwback for sure. Uh, Jurassic gimmick, you know, with him and Jungle Boy and my man Stunt. You know, so, I, I, and, and they worked actually on Dark too. So, just so you know, they worked, uh, Jurassic Express worked against SCU. So, uh, Scorpio Sky, Kaz. And my old friend, well, Kaz is my old friend, and, and Chris Daniels is my old friend, too. I never met Scorpio Sky, but hopefully one day I will. Uh, but anyways, um, I, I'm just saying, man, I, I'm down with 
what the, today's athlete. I'm down with today's pro wrestler. You know, um, I, I believe in that. I mean, I do think some things could go a little too far. But I haven't seen that. I, I I haven't seen every single AEW pay-per-view. But the stuff I've watched, I haven't seen that. And when I watched the show last week, I loved everything on Dynamite. And I loved everything on Dark. I mean, for the most part, I gave a, a critique a little bit here and there on Dynamite. I had a couple things to say. But for their first show, I thought it was insanely awesome. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm down. I love it. And and as far as the ladies that worked on Dark on Episode 1, they did a, a, an excellent tag match with uh, uh, B. Priestley and Penelope Ford against uh, was it Allie and uh, Dr. Britt Baker D. M. D. And she's over, by the way. People love her. And uh, Allie, if you remember, you know she was she all she was uh, she was working T and I believe for quite some time. Tremendous intensity, Allie. I think she's I, I like her style in the ring. I think she's a very good worker. I think she's got an insane upside. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, is a star. I mean, her, she is her, you know, just her presence is excellent. Um, uh, B is just a, a tougher, meaner type female athlete that can work really well. Um, and I, I thought that, I, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was definitely Excalibur did a good job on the backstory on her. And that's, I believe it was him who said she's, she's living in Japan because JR and, um, and Excalibur did the announcing. So the first match, the Darby Allen and Seema match, Tony Schiavone was on there, but then the rest of the matches he weren't, which makes more sense, you know, because you're throwing back and forth to Tony Schiavone who's in the studio because everything's taped. So, um, it works, in my opinion, not to have Tony on there. Um, no, not on Tony. I'm just saying, just only for the logistics, it makes sense. Penelope Ford, uh, you know, she's definitely a, a, an athlete who's, who's still honing her craft and getting her her sea legs under as a worker. But I'm telling you right now, like she she keeps working. She is going to be a very big star because she has tremendous heel tendencies. Her face. Um, there's something about her face, like she she's she grabs you. She grabs. She's pretty. All all for these ladies, very pretty ladies, and they're all in great shape. So it's not about. I'm not saying well, Penelope's very attractive. All four of them are very attractive. But what I'm saying is, she there's something about like she's she's in her heel lane, and her facial expressions really really help that. So I'm a big big fan of hers and all the other three ladies in this match too. I enjoyed this tag match. My honest critique on it, my only negative on that match, I felt like it was maybe two minutes too long. So take that for what it's worth. Um, I felt like it was a little long, but 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 just to backtrack, that's the cool thing too with Doc. You you could be a little because it's it for now the show is on their YouTube page on AW's YouTube page, so you don't have as much as a uh, Titan wheel on your clock on your you know you don't have to. So if a match room goes over, I'm sure they have a little bit more flexibility with that. I think that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? So if you haven't checked it out, check it out. You should. And they they both were really good shows. I, I liked AEW's show a little bit better than the NWA show. It just felt very big, you know, in that big building in D.C. with all those people there. It just it, it looked it looked great. Um, and uh, I have it written down here. Where is here? It is. So as I'm recording this right now, and it could change, the AEW Doc episode number one. Well, wait, let me see. I have the NWA. 
the downloads. So as I'm recording this, the NWA downloads for their show Power, not that it's competing online, I'm just giving an example, has 139,000 views at the moment, which is awesome. That's that's a great number for NWA. For for their YouTube you know, page, that's awesome. 139,000 um, views. AW, uh, Different Level Jones, they got... <laughs> They got north of 361,000 views at the moment. So, you know, both of these, you know, companies uh, have basically, you know, strong six-figure numbers on downloads, and it's just going to climb. I mean, if uh, if you look at this by Friday or Saturday, it'll be even more. And that's the beauty. If you didn't watch it at 7 p.m. AW Dark, you can go watch it now on the All Elite Wrestling you know, YouTube page. So it's it's pretty cool, man. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was a fun Tuesday night of wrestling, and I'm looking forward tonight. Uh, you know, obviously the NXT's on, and and of course AW Dynamite's on, and we know AW did a great number last week. And let's see, let's see. Uh, you know, the number will probably come down a little bit because you know a lot of that number is a curiosity number, and 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 maybe that's the wheelhouse they're in. I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe it's higher. It could be higher. They're still promoting. They're still spending money on marketing, which is very smart of them. So. Speaking of smart, a smart thing right now for you to do and me. Exactly. It's that moment before we have Mikey B on. It's time to take a little water, a little water break. Hang on a second. I'm wearing my H2O Jones t-shirt, by the way. I'm lying. I'm not. I have to be honest. I should be getting it today. I didn't get it yet. So I got to buy my own freaking shirts. The pain in the balls, huh? Pro Wrestling Tees, Ryan. El Cheapo. Can't get my own shirts for free. What a rib. Kind of joking about that. But, you know, sometimes that's, that's, you know. I say things sometimes. I spurt things on this podcast. I can't help myself. By the way, um, before we go to break, I want to let you know this. I 2020 for your boy, me, meaning the year 2020, some things, this is all positive, not negative for me. Some things are going to be changing professionally. I'm, I think there's a chance of that. So, you know, sometimes I put out little little uh, fucking um, mystery words, whatever you call it, uh, cliffhangers. I'm doing it again. 2020, the year 2020 for your boy, Taz, uh, in a good way. I think some things are going to change. We're going to, we're going to make a little shift of Rooney. We're going to do some things a little different. The Taz show is here. That's not going anywhere. But, you know, there's going to be some different things going on. I, as usual, I can't get into too much details. Hook Jones, that's my gimmick. But I'm just being honest with you. And it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And you people that support me, okay, you know when I bring the wood, I bring the wood. And my main thing is bringing the wood to you people the right way. Now, look at you know, as you know, we're going to go to break. And then when we come back, we have an excellent guest on, a guy that you're going to get to know a little bit better. For those that listen to me on the radio, on the sports show, you know Mikey B, the producer of the show. But Mikey B's podcast is doing well. Just started out Jones, rookie city in the podcast realm. I want you people to get to know Mikey B a little bit better. It's not wrestling chatter, but that's okay. You people have vast minds. Sit tight, Taz Show. Be right back. All right, 
We're back here on the Taz Show. Just gave you that whole breakdown. Well, kind of breakdown. Just more of an overview of what we saw from uh, AW and Doc. A little chatter, a little bit of chatter on the NWO studio show that they did. So that was fun talking to you people about that, giving you more fucking free shit. That's what I do. Just make you happy. You know, that's what I'm here for. Just fucking make me happy, Taz. Give me what you want. Give me everything I want. I want fucking everything. Ah, shut the fuck up. Ah, a guy that knows me well deals with me all the time. He understands my antics. He understands my bullshit. He knows me. He deals with the pain that I deal with. He has pain, too. Okay, there's always stress. There's always anger. There's always rage. There's always panic. There's always paranoia. This is the world that I live in, and this is the world that my guest, Mikey B, lives in. Mike, what's up, bro? Hey, what's going on? I love that intro. That was tremendous. <laughs> it's perfect, though, right? I mean, think about it. Yeah, it really is. You had me laughing over here. I'm trying not to chuckle too hard. I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to step on your toes there. But yes, I love that introduction. Thank you very much for having me on the podcast. That's my pleasure, Mike. You are a good man, and you know I like you a lot. You know that, and your podcast. You know me, I don't listen to anybody's shit. I listen to my own shit. I sit in the car in traffic. I just listen to the Taz show. I'm a mark for myself. So, but you're one of the rare podcasts that I do listen to. It's partially because we're friends. If I didn't know you, I wouldn't even know your fucking podcast existed. Okay. But I know that doesn't seem like a good plug, but it's still a plug. You know what I mean? Kind of in a weird way. But your podcast does exist and you're a very unique person. What you do with this podcast is extremely interesting. So for those people out there that don't know, well, Mikey B does his podcast. It's called Basketball Drives, and he he does Uber Eats on the side of being a fucking producer of a national radio show. For how many years you're working for CBS Sports Radio? I've been working for CBS Sports Radio for seven years, and I'm going on five years as a producer for a national morning show for Taz and the Moose uh, going on two years. Very proud of you. That's very nice. So your podcast is excellent because it's funny because you do Uber Eats while you're podcasting at times. And these people you run into, you know, uh, people you're delivering to, people you're picking food up, you're fucking taking pictures all the time, you're on social media, you're holding up numbers, 500 uh, deliveries, all this shit. It, it, you're you're a, a social media maven. Um, you're going to have to plug your, your Twitter also. And the other thing is, before I give you the floor here, like it's really breath, uh, refreshing to see someone go from out behind the glass, like an Al Dukes who's been on your, your show, right? Right. Yes. Yes. Al Dukes, another guy like you, a producer that really wants to be a host, right? I always say this, this is. <laughs> radio hosts are frustrated. I'm sorry, radio producers are frustrated hosts. We know this. Okay. Regardless, you, sir, this is the best part of this podcast, Mike. I have you come on and I just talk. See, that's. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm having a great time, Nick. You know, I'm just listening, enjoying it. Now I download it, I'll be like, I know what's coming next. <laughs> it's funny. Um, but anyway, look, I know you got a lot of stories. You could tell them if you want. You don't have to. But give people a better detail on what the podcast because they hear basketball drives and a lot of wrestling fans, they don't give a flying fuck about basketball. But I said at the top of my podcast here today, the bulk of your show is not even about basketball. Yeah, that's right. So I've always wanted to do a podcast. I, I always had the itch that I wanted to do something, but I never really knew what I wanted to do. And I did not want to just do some lame podcast that, that everybody's done a bazillion times and I'm just doing it to do it. So 
backtrack a little bit. I became an Uber Eats driver. I have to thank my wife. She pretty much made me do it. I wanted to get some part-time work just to make some extra income, but I couldn't really think of what I wanted to do. And she recommended, hey, let's do this Uber Eats because you can do it on your own time, your own schedule with your wacky hours in the morning. If you're feeling like it one afternoon, you can do it. If you're feeling like it one night, you can do it. If you don't want to do it, et cetera, et cetera. It's all right. on your terms. So I was like, all right, let's do it, whatever. Started doing Uber Eats and I, I'm being honest, like I fell in love with it. I had a blast doing with it, doing it. And then I started to realize like some of the crap that I see here on the road is just out of control. Like the stuff I was seeing and I said, I have to document this. I now know what I want to do for a podcast. I want to talk about my adventures on the road. And then I thought, you know what? I'll incorporate some basketball in it because I have a love for the NBA and all things hoops. But to be honest, uh, 90% of the podcast uh, basketball drives with me, Mike Paseglia, is pretty much just about my stories and adventures on the road and all the crap that I see along the way. And the, maybe the best part of the whole thing is I've actually like built relationships and friendships with different people I delivered to, other people that have listened to the Taz show. I've connected with them and they're doing uh, Uber Eats themselves and they're making money. I've met people at restaurants. Restaurants now give me free food. They, they invite me and my wife like, hey, you're the basketball drives guy. Come to our restaurant. We'll give you a free dinner. I'm like, well, this is not bad. So uh, the journey started with Uber Eats <laughs> and now it's delivered into this podcast and I, and I love doing it. Well, and you do a great job of it. And it's interesting, like, because some of the people you meet, listen, uh, on this show here for years, I mean, look, I'm over fucking 700 episodes. You're never going to catch me no matter how hard you try. You're just not. I, I mean, maybe deliveries. Deliveries, you'll catch me, you know, but but not 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 podcasting. No one's catching me. Nobody. So, so this is the part of the podcast when I bring the guests on and bury the guest. That's what I do. Uh, so, by I, the way, before we... Before I continue putting you over, why don't you tell the audience about what happens on the morning radio show? Right now, you're panicking. I know you. I know you. You're like, oh God, what's he going to say? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, listen, it's all good. What? Tell people. Be honest. Taz's viewpoint. Do I like having guests on the radio show? No. <laughs> And what happens when Taz gets the email at night of the run sheet, the rundown of the show, and we're all on the, an email that you, Mike, send out to the whole team? What When I see that, no matter who the guest is, when I get your email, what happens to Taz? Anger. Yes. Hate guest. You know that. <laughs> so on this show, I've had some huge stars in the wrestling business. You know, a lot, you know, and I'm not bragging. It's just I have a lot of friends. And you go the opposite route. You don't have... Most people are not huge stars, like an Andrew Bogus, for example. Not right. joking. So it's <laughs> valid. No, yeah, no. But you, you, you have. No, I love AB. You know that. But the thing is, you have like regular people on, like, I, like your aunt does an opener for the show. Your aunt A U N T. She does this voiceover open about about you and how you always used to pick at food and now you're work she's I'm paraphrasing you she's worried about you as an uber eats driver that you're dipping into people's french fries as you're driving the food to the house 
Yes, that's true. And I guess what I'll say is my gimmick, my open for every podcast I do is I start with a cold open and it has somebody that's been a part of my life. If it's somebody from work, if it's a family member, if it's somebody I was friends with in elementary school, if it's someone I was friends with in college, somebody I was friends with in Syracuse, a colleague that I've had along the way throughout my life, my 36 years on this planet. I like to spread the idea of having a different person each week introduce me. And I, I give the floor to them. So I say, hey, here's the deal. This is what you say to start it. And then at the very end of it, I need you to uh, plug something for me. If you want to be an Uber Eats driver, everything in between, you say something, 30 to 60 seconds about your experience with uh, Mike Paseglia. But see, and that's great. But here's the problem. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> here's the problem. You just exemplified and showed the world, okay, your ego. So basically what you do is you, you grab anyone from your life that knows you for years, that's impacted your life, and you say, here's a mic, put me over. Yeah. That's what you're basically doing. Yeah. Right or wrong? You're 100% correct. I have a sneaky big ego. Um, you caught on to it. I don't like to talk about it a lot, but it is there. And it likes to sneak out every every once in a while. But I will say I do like the idea of having different people do the open because they're like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I get to be on a podcast. And then they share the podcast on their social medias, their Facebooks, their Twitters, et cetera. And it helps uh, build my numbers up a little bit. Now, your podcast like this one, mine's currently still free <clears throat> now. Um, <laughs> subtle. That was nice, right? Um, <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> People love me. Um, yours is free, yeah. and mine's free also. So, uh, just let so in case we forget, just let people know because people I know my audience, and they're like, "Oh fuck, I got to listen to this Mike Pasegli's podcast." Like, how do I find this? Like, I know they're clamoring right now. Tell them how. Yeah, that's a great question, Taz. Thank you for asking. So it's You're very well. It's basketball drives with Mike Pasegli, and I'll spell my last name because it's a hell of a pain in the ass. B as in boy, I S is in Sam, C E G L I A. I've never done that before. But you can but that's, find basketball. See, but that, but, but, you can find basketball. I'm sorry drive. to interrupt. I mean, it's my show. Let me talk, please. Sorry. Okay. So here's the thing. I'm trying to help you now. You need to change that whole name of everything. I got to get rid of my last <laughs> name. Well, but just it's not a marketable name. I know it's not. You, you were better off doing Mikey B. I know we can still change it. You should. This is break breakthrough information right here. This is not a terrible idea. And I do think you should sit with your team and contemplate getting rid of the whole basketball concept. I know. Well, it's crazy because I wanted to I wanted to talk about basketball and I had some ideas and I still do talk about basketball and all the basketball talk I have is kind of silly and stupid. Like which five oh, fuck that. You don't need to fucking talk about basketball. Which five, Everybody's sick of sports. Which I trust me, I hate sports too. But it's like which five guys would you want at your bachelor party? So it's a little more loose. Uh, but you're right. It has all become about the uh, the adventures on the road and all the crazy shit that I see that happens. What's the craziest? Like I, you know, tell the story about the guy from the Giants. I can't remember his name. We did we talked about it on the radio or whatever, whatever funniest one you got. Whatever one you want. You got a punch. Bunch of people you're delivering. It's crazy shit. Tell people something. Tell them what show what they miss. Yeah, I'll start with the the uh, the football player story. So you're referencing John Jenkins. He's a New York Giant. Well, he was a Giant. He was actually cut. So. Uh, now on the Dolphins, and they're terrible. Oh, hold on a second. He was cut after he engaged with you on social media. Yeah, like a way. week later, he got cut. 
So, uh, you know, that's the end of the story. I guess we'll begin. <laughs> we'll begin there. But I got as an Uber Eats driver, you uh, if you haven't heard of it, what you do is you pick up food from a restaurant and you deliver it to the person's house. Sometimes you're not always going to houses. So I got an order to pick up five cookies from a bakery. And I said, all right, let's take these five cookies. Let's see where we're going. And it turned out to be a, a, a man and he was in a hotel. And I was like, a man at a hotel is ordering cookies for himself. This is bizarre. Like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? So the whole time I'm in the car driving, like creating a story about how this is like some like wacko guy alone on the road, like some loser, like this whole time, finally get to the hotel. And I, I start to notice like there's a lot of big men around the lobby. And I'm like, there are a lot of large gentlemen in here. And then it, 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 it strikes me. I'm like, Oh shit, I'm in the New York Giants training camp hotel. So I Tremendous. get to the elevator, and before I can even get in the elevator, this large man, six foot five, 315 pound guy comes down and goes, I'm here for the cookies. So he gets the cookies, the five the bag of five cookies, takes them, gets in the elevator, and at this time I'm like, Oh crap, who is this? So on the Uber Eats app, it doesn't say his last name, but it'll say like your first name and then the first initial of the last name so it says john j so i go to the giants roster and i'm looking and it said oh crap this is john jenkins the biggest like literally not kidding the biggest player on the team and right as i'm looking at him up i hear a voice yell in the background sir sir i'm like oh no and it's him and he comes down and he goes you gave me the wrong cookies i ordered m&m and these are chocolate chip what am i gonna do I was I felt terrible and I said I'm sorry I'm sorry there's nothing I can do about it the restaurant made a mistake I couldn't see on the app which the cookie which cookies you were getting I only knew it was five which I counted so he went I felt terrible and I'll speed up the story here I actually reached out to the New York Giants told them the story told them the gimmick that was going on and they allowed me to then go to Giants camp, and I interviewed him, and I actually brought him the right chocolate chip cookies in return. And then I found out it was because uh, he had kids in the room with him, his kids, and they were going to be pissed off. They found out that they were getting chocolate chip instead of M&M cookies. That's what you're missing, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, from Basketball Drive. Yeah, That's pretty what you're much. Missing, that type of stuff. <laughs> it's great shit. And the thing is, so the, the things that I notice is, you just, by the way, Mike lives in New Jersey. So these deliveries will happen in Jersey. So that's why he's he's delivering to the New Jersey Giants football team. Mm. So <laughs> who he happens to be a fan of too. So the thing, the thing is though, you know, when you deliver and everything's fine, you're just Uber Eats Jones. But then what you'd go is the next level. Then you contact the Giants. Now you use your CBS Sports Radio producer cachet. That's what you did. I know you. I know you're a sneaky, sketchy man. Right or wrong, that's what you did. That's how you got to the camp. Yes. <laughs> See what I'm saying? I just, I, I, it's it's I, tremendous. I, but I did reference in my email that it was for my podcast and for the show, for CB, for Taz and the Moose. Yeah, but we didn't get any cookies at the show. We didn't get nothing. I'll, what are you talking about? I'll bring, no, I'm telling to the Giants. I, that's what I told the Giants. It was for both, both forms of media. Oh, 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 and you did play it on the show in the morning, right? I think you did. Uh, we did not end up getting to it, but um, I did have the Shocking. sound. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> That's a whole other topic. So anyway, 
Well, that's it. I mean, and tell people your fucking Twitter, bro. So the Twitter is um, uh, at Mike B-Ball Drives, and I tweet out a lot of my crazy adventures on the road. And, yeah, you get to see uh, all the crazy stuff that happens to me and all the fun stories and, like, the time I almost ran into a guy's stuff and, and stuff like that. You almost ran into a guy, what, his, his yam bag? Yeah, he came out in his uh, in his undies, and he was only wearing his underwear. And it was ironic was it was the same underwear I was wearing. So I <laughs> couldn't I couldn't take, like, my eyes off it. Like, I just couldn't help myself. And then I started, to, I was like, I'm, I'm too direct. I'm looking into the sun directly too much. So I ended up not looking at it. And then his dog attacked me. And then he started telling me, oh, are you afraid of animals? And I was like, no, I'm not afraid of animals. I was trying to avoid your, you know, what was in my face. So, you know, things like Unbelievable. that. Unbelievable. I'm not afraid of animals except for your fucking dog was biting my leg off. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, I love dogs. Yeah. As you're looking at this guy's junk. Yes, which pretty is much. Just, that's, that's basically it. And you mentioned your wife earlier. It seems like, you know, I know you, you, you love her. You're proud of her. She's proud of you. But I'm starting to worry a little bit mm. because, well, because you reference her a lot when it comes to stuff with money. It seems like she's trying. Is she like trying to. You know what I mean? Like, so you got to be careful with some significant others. Is she trying to use you for all your money and everything like that? <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. No, okay. No, she makes. Uh, let's. Uh, she uh, supports my Don't radio hobby. Salary, Mike. I know you're gonna get. Uh, what's that? She supports my radio hobby. There it is. That's well done. <laughs> well, your show's great. You know me. I don't put nobody over. That's my gimmick. And if I come put you over, it's because I believe in your show. And you're a fucking producer for years, but yet you have audio on of this show in the background. Why? Why would you do that, Mike? Audio on in the background of this show? What are you talking about? I hear something. I hear something in the background. What is going on? Oh, I don't I don't have anything playing. Okay. You know what that is, Mike? For time for me to say uh, thank you for having me on. We over. <laughs> That's what that is, brother. Uh, good job. Listen, and they oh, they could find the podcast where Apple Podcasts, right? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, and pretty much where all major podcasts are found. But not radio.com. Not radio.com. No, not radio.com. Lucky you. Lucky you. <laughs> Mike, I appreciate you. <laughs> Mike, thanks, thanks brother. Appreciate, it. appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys, thanks for downloading this episode, man. I appreciate you. You know that. Go buy a shirt, you cheap bastards. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Taz. I got fucking bills, you know what I'm saying? All right, I'm Taz. You're not. Adios. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. So go and pour another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay. I'm hoping I won't let you go. Yeah. I left my heart in the city. I was shooting hoops, new issues, you know what I've been going through, and it's for the team.
know I go for my dreams. I've been on doors and screens.